Welcome to the Modern Society Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm your host. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy to be back and sharing a fun chat with you today. I thank you so much for all the incredible feedback I've gotten for being back with the podcast. I enjoy this. This is what I enjoy the most. I think I have learned this year what I'm not good at and what I'm good at. And as my sweet friend, um, Michelle from So Sorted, I she said, you need to do this. And I said, I know I'm just, I'm, my heart is not in it. And I just feel like a failure. And she said, but you know what? You're so good at podcasting. And I thought, you know what? That is what I love to do. And I think that's, you know, what I need to focus on. And, um, you know, I think that that is what we do in life is you evaluate what you find joy in and what you don't. And, you know, lessons learned, and sometimes they're really hard lessons. And I have to say that this year has been lessons that I've had to learn, but in the outcome of listening to myself and, and really evaluating, uh, I think I'm happier, um, in, in so many ways, you know, just so many ways and small ways and big ways and not just my business, but also in my family. So, um, I don't know. It's fun. I guess getting older, <laughs> that's what you do. you you, you can reflect a little bit better and, um, I had a fun chat this morning. I thought I would kind of share that with you guys. I got to talk to Amanda, who it works at corporate for Joann's. And I thought it would be fun to have somebody from Joann's on. And it's taken a long time to get a connection there. But thank you to Cricket um, at the Mountain Makeathon. They helped me to get a connection with Joann's. And we talk a lot about their company and the way that they're trying to, um, you know, listen to their customers and serve them in a better way. And it's a big store. And I know that um, small businesses are so important in this community. And I I don't want you to think that I'm only going to have big people. And I think, you know, maybe in the past, that was an easier thing for me to do, because sometimes those are um, easier to schedule, I guess. Um, But I I do want you to know that there are small shops coming as well. And in this time, in this group of podcast recordings, you will notice that I mixed it up a lot. There there are a, a good variety of people. And today... I have Zoe Dawn um, from Zoe Dawn Shop, and I follow her on Instagram, and we have a great chat. She doesn't buy fabric. She only does thrifted or donated, and she's just really conscious about what she's using. She has a small Etsy shop, and she really... It was just fun to talk to her and to kind of get her perspective and, and to see how she makes in a different way than I make. And um, and I want to do that. I think the stories of this community are very important. And I hope this podcast helps you to connect to those stories and, and in a, a unique way. Um, I think it's so easy to like pictures on Instagram or kind of scroll and not really connect with people. And I I love that connection. That's what I hope this podcast is for you, for the community, is to connect you in a unique way. So um, I'm excited about who's coming up. That was a fun call with Joanne's today. And I was nervous. I'm usually not that nervous, but um, it went really well. I I was excited to, to... at the end, I was like, okay, I got through that. And and I was excited about that. So that is coming up. But I also want you to know, um, in my chats, sometimes things come up. And in one of my chats, um, a small sewing store came up and I was like, oh, I need to have them on. Somebody sent me an email and I lost it. And I, it has been on my mind lately. And that was um, sweet Lisa, the social media coordinator from Pintuck and Pearl sent me an email embarrassingly in January and I 
she said, I really think that you should have um, my boss on. And it came up in my conversation. So I will be reaching out, Lisa. Sorry, so late. But, um, you know, small businesses like that. So if you have somebody, always send me a recommendation. I love those. And I've had several of those come in lately and I put them on my list. So um, I hope I'm connecting you in, in a way to this community and I don't know. It's just been a lot of fun. All right. So I changed up things a little bit in the intro and I'm kind of giving you a little bit of what I do in the newsletter, which I haven't sent out in a while. Um, you know, what what's going on with me and things that I'm liking and, and all of that fun stuff. And I kind of really like doing this. So I think I'm going to keep up with it. It's fun to, to kind of get a glimpse into, I don't know, some things that I'm watching or doing with my family or whatever. So of course I tried to look in my book for something else and lost my page that had all my information on it. Um, that I, I tell you what, sometimes I just get mad at myself for this. And I'm looking through here and my kids Christmas list is on here. I hope they don't find that. Oops. Okay. I found it. What I'm reading, I have to say reading I've been listening to an audiobook I mentioned last time. It was, um, l- I'd listened to the app. Libby has audiobooks, and I'm listening to Lisa, a Lisa C. book. But one book that I got hardcover from the bookstore, I absolutely love it, is Reese Witherspoon's new book, Whiskey in a Teacup. It is so good. I love it. I love that it is story-filled, and you really kind of get a glimpse into her childhood and who she is as a person. And being a Southerner, I just really related to so much that she talked about in that book. I mean, her life was definitely a lot more fancy Southern than mine was, but, you know, I still loved it. <laughs> it was a lot fancier than mine, though. Um, but anyways, Reese Witherspoon's new book, Whiskey in a Teacup, is really, really great. Um, I am cooking friendship bread. So it's Amish friendship bread. I use the potatoes flake uh, feeder. So it's a bread where you make the starter and you feed it and then you make bread every couple of days and then you keep feeding the starter and as you keep feeding it, it gets better and better. And I've done this before and it was years ago, um, the kids were little and I think that John and I decided to stop doing it because we would seriously eat the whole loaf ourselves. It was that good. But I found another recipe and I'm starting it up again to give it away as gifts and I love it. But if you make the starter from potato flakes and have some variations that really work for you, please send them to me. Send them on. I love to make bread. It's so much fun to make bread. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes to everything that I'm talking about, especially the bread that I'm going to do. Um, what is our family fun time these days? I have to say it's the voice. I love the voice. I love that show. It is so fun to watch with my kids and they get to see people's stories and how they've overcome obstacles to be on the voice. And we just develop who we really want to root for. And there's so many good people left right now. I have to say that um, I think her name is Kennedy. She has been doing some Whitney songs, Whitney Houston songs. And I think I cried (laughs) during one of her last songs. I mean, she is amazing, but so are so many of the other people. Um, Kirk from Blake's team. I really like, um, Reagan from Adam's team. I really like, I love 
Kennedy is on Jennifer's team, and I love everybody on Kelly's team. I think Kelly has a great team. So if you want a fun, family-oriented thing to do with your kids, The Voice is so much fun. I just really enjoy it. So that's what we've been doing lately. Um, Fabric. I got a little care package from Michael Miller, and there were some fat quarter bundles in it. One of them is from, and I hope I'm not messing up her name. I think it's Axel, and she's French, and um, she has a new line out called Forest Gifts, and it is so pretty. Um, I always I want to make a quilt for my brother, my mom, and I do, and I think it's sometimes hard to find a line that really is masculine enough to, you know, that I feel like would work for him, the colors and everything. This line, I feel like is the perfect line. I really, really like it. it has some great prints in it and, um, follow her Instagram feed. It is, she, she's got an gorgeous Instagram feed. So, um, I will make sure and put that in the show notes as well. So you can check that out. What am I making? Well, I have a cricket post coming up next week for a holiday tablescape and I'll be using Sarah Jane, um, studios, nutcracker line from Michael Miller. And I'm not, I kind of have some ideas of what the table is going to be. So look forward to that for next week. And let's see, what am I recommending? Well, I know that a lot of us are putting up our Christmas trees or holiday things. And Swootson says, and her name is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Um, Swootson says has a really cute pieced uh, ornament that you can use some of your fabric scraps with that I thought was really cute. So make sure and check that out. I will have all of those in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes and click on those links and tell me what you think. You can always leave a comment on the blog post or email me. All of you have been sharing on social media that you're listening to the podcast. I really, really cannot say thank you enough because when you share, that gets other people to know that the podcast is out there and they tune in. And that really does help me out as far as, um, the statistics go for the podcast. So make sure you keep doing that. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, I really appreciate all of those too. And if you want to donate to the podcast, you can do that as well, or click on any of the links on modernsociety.com or usually affiliate links. I get a little bit of a commission. If you click through and purchase, it doesn't change your purchasing experience. There's an Amazon on there and, um, that really helps. So anything you buy on Amazon, I get a small commission and I don't know what it is that you buy. So don't worry about that. Um, so if you're shopping on Amazon this holiday season, make sure you click through on modernsociety.com and help out the podcast. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say to say about that. And I totally forgot what it was, but Hey, whatever. Um, so make sure you do that. All right. I think that that is it. I'm going to let you guys get in on this chat. Like I said, it is Zoe Dawn. She has a, um, an Etsy shop and she makes handmade, um, things for the home and she uses all, uh, sourced fabric from thrifting and from donations and stuff. And I think that that is a really important thing to think about, especially if you're on a budget or if you're just really conscious about, using the things that um, aren't harmful, you know, recycling and doing things like that to help the environment. So I hope that you enjoy this chat. I'll talk to you again in a minute.
I think I got so excited I forgot to mention our sponsors for the podcast. What is up with me? I am so excited about these chats. I think I just got carried away. But I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors for the podcast. And I hope that you will support these businesses and tell them thank you for supporting the podcast. So first we have Havels Sewing. Havels has the best reversible cutting mats, rotary cutters, scissors and snips and rulers. I love Havels. They're a family-owned company here in the States and I love their products. Their quality is unbeatable. And I have a little code that you can use to shop at Havels. You can use the code Modern Society 7 to get $7 off a $25 order and they have great prices. So that $7 will really save you a lot with their great prices. You can get a lot. And my husband and my children love their scissors. So if you want to get that for Christmas gifts... <laughs> Let me tell you, get them and then you can tell your your loved ones in the house to keep their hands off your fabric scissors. That's what I do. So go and check out Havel Sewing. Love Patchwork and Quilting is one of my favorite magazines. It is a popular UK magazine that is fresh and exciting and has so many good projects in it. And for those of us in the States, sometimes it is hard to get our hands on it or find a good subscription to it. But now I have an offer for you that is amazing. You can get 78% off, 78% off an annual subscription for U.S. readers. That is $39.95 for 13 issues a year. It's a huge savings of over $141. And the best part, it goes right to your mailbox. So you can pick it up out of your mailbox, go sit on the couch and get some inspiration. Super easy at a great price. If you want to take advantage of this offer, you can call 800-428-3003 and use the code LPQS or just go to modernsociety.com and there is a love patchwork and quilting uh, banner that you can click on there. If you have any trouble, just give me an email and I'll help you get it because this is a wonderful wonderful offer and it's a great holiday gift so go and check that out and sulky threads I love my sulky thread and poor Kelly she knows that I'm just going to keep talking about cotton and steel 50 weight I love it it's my favorite I actually used um kind of a medium gray on a quilt recently for the quilting and I do I get that cotton and steel thread and I put it in my Janome 1600P and I quilt my quilts with it. It works perfect and that little spool has so much thread on it. So if you need a good thread, try out Sulky has cotton and steel 50 weight thread. They also have a lot of other threads. So if you do embroidery work, they have that. If you need a good basting spray, they have a fantastic spray for basting. They have, um, stick and stitch. They have dissolvable um, interfacing. Everything that you can need, they have it. So go to sulky.com and check out all that they have to offer. And hobspatting. I love hobspatting. I actually um, ran out and had to go down and get a bag and I got the cotton. I know, right? I haven't talked about cotton a lot lately when it comes to batting, but they have a really good, um, I'm looking at the package now, uh, the heirloom premium cotton batting is one that I really, really loved. And for this particular project, I wanted the cotton batting. It, it was the, the feel that I wanted. It was the drape that I wanted. And I think that they all are different. All battings are different. I think that you should experiment because 
you really can get a different feel for each quilt with the type of batting that you use. Um, so go to hobsbatting.com and check out what they have to offer. You can also pick that up in some of your stores as well. And I really appreciate their support. So thank you, sponsors. Make sure if you follow any of these sponsors or do business with them to tell them thank you for supporting the podcast. All right, here is my chat with Zoe Dawn. <laughs> All right, listeners, I'm excited to have someone that I follow on Instagram, and I think that her work is so much fun. She did a really fun post the other day, and I wanna, I'm going to bring that up when we start chatting, but um, it is Zoe from Zoe Dawn, and she is just amazing on Instagram, and I just want to learn all about you, Zoe, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. I just, you know, before we started recording, you're like, I'm interested in how you found me. I think that's the weird thing about Instagram is I don't, I don't really know. Sometimes I go on the explore <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I kind of like their feed. I'm going to follow them. But the crazy weird thing about Instagram is half the time it doesn't keep showing up, but for some reason, I've kind of kept up with you. You keep popping up in my feed, and I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And the other day, you posted where you had this string of, um, oh, you were doing the um, modern fan along, and you put it in the tree. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, you had it all circled, all circled around the tree, and then you're like, okay, that didn't work. So I hung it in the tree. <laughs> Yes, yes. My daughter was getting in the middle of my project, and so I had to put it out of her reach. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Um, all right, so Zoe, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started sewing, and, um, all, you know, it, did you come from a creative family? Have you always been creative? Yes, I definitely come from a creative family. Um, my mom has sewed for my entire life. She grew up sewing. My grandmother and also all my aunts, um, on both sides of the family, actually. Um, but I would say it mostly comes from my mom. Um, so I got my first sewing machine when I was eight, I believe. I was in second grade. Um, it was a Christmas gift from my parents. And, you know, I haven't stopped sewing since. No um, way. That's awesome. Yeah, that, um, it was It was great. I... I don't have that sewing machine anymore, um, but I do have my second sewing machine still, and now that's the one that my kids mess around on. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun. And even before I got the sewing machine, I would sit at my mom's sewing desk and collect, like, the teeny tiniest scraps of fabric that would fall into her trash can. And I would carry around this grocery bag of scraps that were literally unusable. They were meant for the dumpster. <laughs> but that was my, my pride and joy was that grocery bag full of tiny scraps. And I still work with tiny scraps. That's kind of my, my thing. I, I don't t typically go out and buy yard goods of fabric. I get cast offs from friends or family or you know, random people that know I sew will just drop off boxes of tiny scraps and I love it I just love to sort through them and make fun little projects with them so that is an um, epidemic right so people know that you it, sew it, it kind of is I mean sometimes <laughs> it can be overwhelming I do have to go through it every now and then and just literally throw things away it drives me nuts 
Yes, but I actually it's, have it's stuff. so fun on my front porch where she was like, okay, I know that you sewed, just take what you want and donate the rest. And I did take some stuff out, but it is literally still on my porch. I have to go donate the rest because like you said, it's just like, I don't, I don't need all of that. So I kind of just took out what I wanted, but every, I'm not kidding you all the time that happens to me. Oh, you sew, yes. I inherited this. I'm going to bring it by. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but that's how you get the treasures. I mean, sometimes, like, um, a friend of my mother-in-law, recently, um, her mother was going through all her stuff. Um, I guess she was downsizing. We had an auction, and she brought over some boxes, and she was sort of apologetic, like, oh, I don't know, this might all be junk. And then, and it was the most gorgeous antique scraps of, uh, like, feed sacks and quilting oh. cottons and... You know, I wouldn't have come by that treasure if people didn't also bring all the junk. So I'm I'm thankful for the for all the junk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I I am too. And a lot of what I just got had um like yardage in it for quilt backs and that's what I do find mm -hmm. that when people like donate things to me or give them to me is that I always take the yardage for quilt backs or you know whatever mm -hmm. if I want to make a dress it, it does make that part easier because I mean you don't have to be so picky with a quilt back and yeah, no. and you're and you know it's always nice to have yardage to kind of throw on something if you're um in a hurry and don't want to run to the store and get anything so yeah, for sure. It's lovely to have a large stash. So did you like sew yeah. in high school? That's, I really wish that, like, I, I I knew how to sew growing up, but I didn't keep it as something that I did. I, I wish that I would have. So did you always kind of keep it as part of your life? Um, I would say high school was probably when I sewed the least. Yeah. Although, I mean, just that's because, you know, you're busy high schooler you've got homework you've got jobs you've got friends um but I would but that was also the, the uh first quilt that I made was in high school um so that's kind of when I fell in love with patchwork yeah um so my mom had this box of three inch patches that she had cut when my older brother was a baby and then never got around to sewing into a blanket so she pulled this box out and I started sewing them into strips and eventually the strips turned into a quilt, and I hand quilted it that winter. I think it was ninth grade. Um, and so that was the start of my love for patchwork. That is so um, cool. So did you keep it, or did you give it to your brother like a nice sister? <laughs> no way. I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I still have it. It's actually... Um, we don't use it really on the beds anymore. It's really ratty. Um, some of the patches are falling apart, but we use it as, you know, a quilt to throw on the ground for sitting on or whatever. Um, I it's, love that. it's so nice and soft now because of all those years of use, but yeah, oh, yeah. that was that's my quilt story. That is too funny. And I'm the same sister. I'm not going to lie. Actually, I gave my brother a quilt because my mom was like, you really should give your brother a quilt. So I gave him one and he's like, it's not long enough. And I'm like, um, you don't tell someone who handmade something. Uh, nope. Not allowed. That is not good <laughs> I was like, you will not be getting another one. Um, that That's is so funny. funny. So you know, actually my, 
I have made quilts. I have four brothers. I have made quilts for three of my brothers, but the only <laughs> one that I haven't is the one that maybe that first quilt should have gone to. <laughs> oh, that's maybe I funny. need to remedy that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that's really funny. So where do you, do you currently live? Because from following you on um, Instagram, you have to live on a farm or either you're oh, close yes. to a farm. Okay. Yes, we do live on a farm. Um, my husband and his brother and dad run a 600-cow uh, dairy. <gasps> and so we have several farms here in Lancaster County, uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. And so, yes, that's where all of my, my photos are taken. Well, most of them, I should say. We also um, own a cabin in northern Pennsylvania. And so sometimes I'll take quilts up there to picture. Oh, but, my yes. gosh. That is so cool. So I grew up on a farm, but not a, not a dairy farm. But, um, mm -hmm. I mean, like my whole childhood was people working on the farm and, you know, like mm -hmm. the seasons and gosh, you're so aware of the weather when you farm. Oh my word. Yes. <laughs> You've been kind of miserable, but we're getting through it. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That is so neat. And I'm sure that it probably, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like farming makes you realize where things come from and makes you, oh, like you yeah. said, those scraps that you use, it's probably goes right into the lifestyle being, you know, a farmer's wife as well to use what you have. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's, it certainly is a lifestyle. Um, yeah. you know, we have, we have a big garden and I try to use all those vegetables, don't not waste anything. And so, yes, that plays out right into my, creative life of um using all the tiny little things I've got I love it so mm -hmm. in um so in your creative life do you have your own space do you kind of sew at the dining room table like so many of us do I mean how how do you have it set up <laughs> <laughs> I am so lucky we live in a gigantic old farmhouse and so I do have my very own room um designated solely for sewing and um this last winter we actually redid that room it previously had been a living room so it had carpet on the floor and like no storage space um so i designed built-in cabinets and my uh, cutting table and sewing desk are all one with storage underneath and it is amazing it is so um, amazing <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, every day I walk in there, I truly, I truly am thankful for it, and um, I don't have to take my sewing machine down ever for meals or, you know, that's how I grew up. My mom cut out all, well, she did a lot of bridal gowns, um, so our our kitchen table was constantly covered in you know, satin and tulle, and she would have to take it down every meal time, and I don't know how she did it. <laughs> that is so funny, though. But I mean, you know. I'm sure you didn't think anything of it, right? I mean, that was just like, you're alive. No, no. Yeah. It was. It really was. And, you know, I, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. And But now that I have my own space, if I would have to go to living like that, that would be difficult. <laughs> but, I know. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm very thankful to have my own space. And it's, it's a large enough room that the kids can be in there working on their sewing projects or doing puzzles or, um, it's, it's kind of like a family room. 
Um, yeah. And so. do, do your kids, I, I feel like if I'm sewing and my kids are home, they gravitate mm-hmm. and then they'll come in and talk to me and then they'll come in and pick up fabric and then they'll come in and say, what are you making? You know, who's that for? Yep. You know, it's just almost. Yes. Like, it's, oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. My, especially my oldest daughter, she's, uh, she just turned 11. Um, she likes to pick up creative projects, not necessarily sewing, but um, anything. And so she's always wondering what I'm doing. And I just posted about this yesterday, actually. Every time I'm making a new big quilt, like I make a lot of smaller baby, baby size stuff. But if I have a larger one in the works, she'll say, I want that on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single new quilt. It's like, no, you can't have all the quilts. <laughs> Yes, my um, kids. Yes, I I love how they they will just come in there and do their own thing right next to me, and yeah, it's wonderful. That is so funny. My kids, same thing. Yeah. Who's that for? Who? What? Like, are you getting that back? Are you gonna sell that? <laughs> yes. Are you getting that back? Are you gonna keep that? Or are they sending it? Back? Can I have that one? Yeah. What? I like those colors. It's just like, okay, stop. Yeah. I gotta finish. <laughs> Um, so fabric, so you really, are you a big shopper of fabric? Like if you go to end in town and go to a fabric store or do you really rely on, you know, hand-me-downs in your stash and not fabric shop a lot? I am not a fabric shopper. I would love to be like, I love walking into a fabric store, but I have so much, you know, this hand-me-down or thrifted um, fabric that I can't really justify buying too much new fabric. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say 95% of the fabric I use is thrifted scrap trash that people gave me, whatever. Um, I actually have a really good friend from my childhood who has a, um, a baby item business. She makes like burp cloths and blankets and teething rings, um, and she works with really modern um, prints, and so she gives me all her tiny little scraps, um, which I love to play through. Um, her, she's actually Little Peaches Shop on Instagram. All right, I will put um, that in the show if notes. You wanna, if you want to check her out. So, yeah, I have a lot of people who give me stuff, so I really cannot be buying. It's great. I love that. Listeners, this I love that you're saying this because I, and I also think that once you get sucked into the modern fabric world, it's almost like a new line comes out and you're like, Oh, I need that. And Mm -hmm. it's, I really almost miss when I didn't know. And I'm, I was like you, I had someone when I started sewing that she had gotten sick, so she couldn't sew as much. So she had all this fabric that she gave me and bins, like mm-hmm. bins. So oh I was like word. you. So I just kind of went through that, and it was free. So I was kind of fearless. You know, when you don't have mm-hmm. to pay for it, you experiment a little bit more, I think. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, yes, I'm not scared to cut into my scraps because I either paid nothing or I paid pennies. Yeah, Um and my it, mom actually used to work at a creative reuse store and she would sort through donations and she would pull aside fabric. And so I would get bags of fabric for cheap, you know, and I didn't even have to go shopping. That's awesome. Um, but it was getting a little ridiculous because, you know, she'd bring all this stuff to me and I couldn't say no. 
but she quit working there maybe a year and a half ago. And so my stash is finally feeling nice. <laughs> <laughs> that now is I awesome. actually have to go to the thrift store and find the pieces of fabric. And so they, yeah, they don't accumulate nearly as fast. That is so funny. So tell me a little bit about one thing that um, I kind of have ADD when it comes to sewing. Like I want to make all the things and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a hard thing. But you have a shop. Mm-hmm. So and you sell some, uh, you know, a lot of the things that you make, how do you determine what you're going to make to sell? Do you kind of base that on what you want to make or do you base it on what really sells the best? Um, a little bit of both, I would say. Um, I kind of sew what I feel like sewing and then try selling it. And if it's successful, I'll make more of that item. If it's not, I might never make that item again. Um, so what, I, it, what I really would let, be a successful one? Like what has been something that you felt like is a success? Um, my rope bowls. I love your rope bowls. Yes. They, people love them. They are so cute. Um, they, they just make a really nice soft accessory um, in any room of the house, really. I use them a lot in the sewing room and bedrooms for, you know, makeup and hair accessories um people like them like the tiny ones for jewelry it's a soft place for jewelry to land um i don't know it's the first thing that people pick up when they come to a craft show oh my word these things are so cute how can i use one of these um so i would say that's probably my most successful item um the other one would be pot holders um, I especially love to make really cute pot holders, um, and they go over fairly well too. So those are those are my go-to items. If I'm not feeling too inspired, I'll just go in the sewing room and start making one of those two things, and then the inspiration will hit, and I will run with it. So now, do you had an Etsy shop, but you said you haven't really uh, focused on that, and I totally get it because I feel like almost now it's a it's easier to sell via Instagram, right? Somebody can just say sold, PayPal yeah. you, and it's a it almost takes. And I'm not we're always on Instagram, so it takes checking Etsy. You know, I mean, it takes checking one yeah. more thing out of the equation. So how has that mm-hmm. been for you? Because I know a lot of listeners might have Etsy shops and with this whole changes that they've had, how is that working for you? Do you feel like it's easier to do it via Instagram? I would say it it is a little more work on my end just because I have to communicate with each buyer. You know, on Etsy, all their address and whatever is already entered, and I just have to print out the um, shipping label, put it in the mail, and it's gone. Right. On Instagram, I have to personally contact each buyer, um, get their address, and then I handwrite it on the package, go to the post office. Um, And so it's a little more work, but it works better. Like, yeah, people don't have to get on Etsy and search through millions of items to find me yeah um on instagram people who like my style follow me and they'll see my stuff when i post it and if they want it comment sold and there it goes um so yes and i also love that you know this might change but instagram for now doesn't take any of my profit um and so that's 
that's really helpful for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. I, you know, that's something that I think is not talked about, which I think it should be, is the whole money aspect of any business, basically. Um, but sewing, mm-hmm. I mean, it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort to make something handmade. So all of your profits definitely help, um, you know, to keep yes. your business alive for sure. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you sew a lot of different things and I love your eclectic use of fabric and especially when you're making quilts. So, and you said quilts aren't something you usually make uh, the smaller things to sell. So when you make a quilt, mm-hmm. do you, is it a spur of the moment or do you kind of work your way into it? Um, how do you come up? I know modern fans, oh. you probably just jumped on the bandwagon of the sew along, but how, how do you yep. work on your quilts? Uh, they are really spur of the moment. I don't spend a lot of time on planning processes. Um, well, I don't know if you saw the other day, I went to the thrift store yeah. found some blocks that were done in all black and white fabrics and you know they were already sewed up and they there weren't very many of them I think there was 12 and I came home laid these things out on my table and thought how can I spice these things up how can I turn this into a baby quilt pulled out my box of already cut one and a half inch squares and just started sewing um, and I'm currently working on quilting it right now so it's I don't know. I, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time planning. It's mostly spur of the moment based on what I currently have in my stash. Um, so yeah, that's how I work. So the, the modern fan so along is a little bit out of your norm, but girl, I love that you did a black background. <laughs> I love that you did a dark background. I love it. I love the yellow. Oh, I love the different. You. I think you did. So is this just kind of a random coincidence or I just love it. I love it's, the colors. I, I love everything. Yes. Well, I've followed Susie Quilts for a while now. And I've always admired all these quilt alongs everybody do, these sew-alongs. Um, and this one just happened to work out that I could rummage up enough yard goods for um, this quilt. And so I just decided to dive in and do it. I actually worked way ahead. I have the quilt top already finished. I'm just, you know, posting my pictures during the appropriate weeks. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm having fun with it. But that's, it. that's more planning, more planning than I typically put into a quilt. I'm. This is a little less scrappy, you know. There's a a, a major color theme um, for that modern fans quilt. Um, so that was yeah, that was kind of different for me. Yeah, to, to I know that, but it was fun. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see. So when you do like this is a bed size quilt that you're making. So are you going mm-hmm. to quilt this on your machine or do you hand quilt mainly? Like what is your quilting process? Um, the quilting process for baby quilts is typically done on a machine, um, mostly because, you know, the average consumer doesn't care about the, the time that it takes to put, to do hand quilting. Yeah. And so I'm not going to waste my time, um, doing that for people who aren't necessarily going to appreciate it. Um, so the baby quilts that I sell are mostly, uh, machine done. And then the larger bed size, uh, which I typically keep for us because I've got a growing family and we need a lot of blankets. Um, I hand quilt those 
because, well, I can't really on my tiny little home sewing machine um, quilt a giant quilt. It just, it's a mess. Too many puckers and um, I have, I did do one and I hated the way it turned out. <laughs> so it's a, it's a junky blanket now that nobody cares about. But yeah, I have a quilt frame set up um, and I do, I, I hand quilt usually about uh, one quilt a year. Um now, quilt frame, I, yeah. I think I think you posted a picture. It's the quilt frame. There's a wood wall behind it, but it's like a, a quilt frame where you hand quilt, right? Yes. yes. Okay. The, that one is actually the one at our cabin with the wood wall behind it. I have a quilt frame up there when we are. That's so cool. Um, when we take weekends away. Um, but, yes, I have a quilt a frame here that you just sit in a chair, and you can put your one arm underneath and your other arm on top and quilt away. And it's almost like on a stand. I think I bought one of those at a yard sale one time, but it, it almost has a stand, and, and it's a smaller size than the one that I saw against the wood wall, right? Uh, the one here at home, it can be extended to be large okay. to do a king-size quilt. I have it smaller. I'm just doing a twin quilt right now. Um, yes, it's on legs. It's freestanding, um, and you can just move your chair wherever you need to um, to sit and quilt. Oh, wow. So, you, yeah, I love that you do that. See, I don't. I, like, totally am impatient, and I have <laughs> I have a quilt that needs to be hand-quilted, and it seriously has been a year. Yeah, a year. And it's oh, still... Oh, that's not bad. The, the it's one basted. that I have up the cabin is, like, an, a seven-year-old work in progress, and I'm not even a quarter of the way done quilting. <laughs> Uh, so at the cabin, do you leave it on there? And then when you go, you work on it. Does anybody else like work on yes. it too? Uh, my mom has a few times when we're up together. Um, but no, it's n nobody else typically works on it. Um, that's my project. I love this. Yeah. I love that in your family cabin is a quilt frame set up that you just are like, <laughs> nah, I'll work on it when I can. <laughs> Yep, we we have a big bed. Um, our bed is king size, and this is you know I started this king size quilt when my second child was a baby, and it's been a very slow work in progress. But yeah, it'll it'll get done eventually. Maybe when you know all the kids are <laughs> out of the house, but but we'll someday have our nice big quilt. Hey, you have four children. Employ one of them. One of them will want to sew. That's what I always think on these projects. One of them will want to do the things that I don't like doing, I hope. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Hmm, I need to get working on that. I keep trying to tell my kids, like, work on the computer. I don't like that part of it. Learn how to do the computer stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I need one of those, too, because that's not my favorite. No, me either. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to be creative. Um, yep, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So you um, machine quilt mainly all the other things that you do. It's just the bigger projects that you you take the time to hand quilt. Yes. If, you know, if I was gifted a long arm, a long arm quilting machine, mm -hmm. I would definitely um, machine quilt my larger ones. But I have no no way of doing that for now. So I'll, I'll use my hands. Yes, it, 
It is. When you said that, I'm like, ah, I feel really guilty. I was gifted one, and it has been totally a chain, a game changer. Oh, my word. No need to be, feel guilty. <laughs> I awesome. do, though. I feel so. One of my friends moved, and I was like, hey, where are you going to store your long arm? And she was like, oh, I don't want to put it in the storage unit. Can I put it at your house? And I was like, sure you can. Well, then she moved, <laughs> yes. and she was like, I really don't want to put it in my new art room. Do you want to keep it? And I was like, yeah. So she comes <laughs> over and quilts on it here <laughs> uh-huh. yeah oh that's awesome that's perfect yes yeah, so it does work out but um mm-hmm. so tell me um tell me just a little bit about like your day do you so every day do you have like a a week you know this is what I need to get done this week how do you kind of do this creative life and farm life and mom life and and have a shop I mean is it something that is your priority or is it as it works out that you that you do it um it is sort of a priority probably not the highest on the list as it should be at this point in my life I guess um I just sew whenever I sew almost daily um, not so much in the summer because we have a giant garden that I am tending and we can and we freeze a ton of fruits and vegetables. So usually in August, I don't have much time to sew at all. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the year, I'm, I'm in the sewing room almost every day, um, you know, anywhere from one to eight hours doing whatever projects I feel like doing I don't typically set like a weekly goal like you know I've got to get this many bowls made or finish these two quilts I'm not really a goal-oriented person yeah um I just so when I have time and that that fits in between all of the cooking and running kids around and um I do not have to work on the farm that's something my husband has said that I don't have to do. So I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I am home most of the time. Um, so no milking cows for this farm wife. Oh, I would yeah. like to milk a cow someday, though. I, I just told my husband this winter, you know, I'm I'm a farmer's wife for almost 20 years now, but I haven't ever milked a cow. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. All right, girl, you have to do that and post it out on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will don't worry (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny you know what when growing up um my grandparents have passed but growing up they did um watermelons and tobacco and I have I'm the only there were only a couple girls in the family and I was the only one that lived Mm -hmm. close to the farm but all my cousins were boys so they all had to work well when it was old and you know when I was old enough to work in the fields they stopped (laughs) So I was just like, yay, I never had to Uh do any of it. So I got the luxury of like hanging out and being the kid that didn't have to work. And then when I was old enough to, they stopped. So I totally get that feeling of being in a place where you are around it all the time and surrounded by it, but it's not really like part of what you do. So that's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The one major way I I do help out um, on the farm is, cooking meals for the harvest crew yeah um so every spring and fall um there's usually about six guys that need fed suppers so my sister-in-law and mother-in-law and I take turns making meals for them and that's that's really my favorite way to help out I mean I love next to sewing being in the kitchen is um 
I guess, my favorite hobby. Um, I love to use all of our local and homegrown produce and meat to make healthy and delicious meals. I am too. I love to cook. I love to cook. What is like your, I I always tell my kids, I'm like, by the way, none of your friends have these meals on their table every night. Just so you know, just so you know. Oh my word. I know. (laughs) No, we just sent our kids to public school for the first this fall. Um, Previously we had them in private school and then we did a couple years of homeschool. Um, And they're taking their lunches their packed lunches with their homemade bread oh, yeah. and their, you know, homemade apple pie. And, and some of their friends are like drooling over all this homemade food, but then there are other ones that are like, Ew, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, they, they are lucky and they don't even know it. Oh, I know. I, oh, I um, totally announce it to my family on the daily Every time we eat, like last night, I had to take a phone call and I grilled this. Um, we had a flank steak and I marinated in chimichurri. Like, uh, it's almost like a pesto, but it's not. But that's what chimichurri mm-hmm. looks like. And I had marinated it and I grilled it. And I had taken a phone call, so I didn't get to eat with them, which is unusual. And they came again. They said, Mom, we all cleared our plates. So it was so good. And I was like, yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome for having a mom that cooks. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yes, bread. So you post your cute homemade pot holders holding your homemade bread all the time. So do you have like a, <laughs> a starter? Because I'm totally interested in this. Do you have a starter or do you just do like a simple yeast bread? I do both. Um, for our sandwich bread, I typically do the quick yeast. Um, but then I make a lot of sourdough as well. So yes, that takes the starter that you feed for a day before you can make your bread (laughs) and then you bake it on the third day. Yes. It takes a while. But Um, it is so good. It is so good. uh, I love it. Okay. You you have to share your recipe and we'll put it in the show notes for anybody that wants to make it. Cause I think that I might even start making it again. I bought potato flakes the other day thinking, I need to do this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually don't use a potato flake starter. I don't know how that would be different. Are the potato flakes just to get the starter going, or do you feed it potato flakes every time? Yes, I think that the one that I did before, you fed it potato flakes. And ah. maybe it was almost like a potato breadish, but it was sourdoughy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, if you're feeding your starter, that's. There's got to be sourdough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it was so good. That's but interesting. I stopped making it because I would literally eat all of it. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, you know, your kids are older and bigger now. Yeah. They'll eat a little bit more of it. Oh, they would. They would be like, Mom, so. yes. Um, I love that. I love it. So what is one of your favorite things to make? Because I'm totally going to geek out about somebody he likes to cook like I do. Um. Well, my favorite probably is bread. Um, other than that, oh my, I don't know anything. Yeah. Well, baking, I guess, would be, um, my specialty more than cooking. Yes. I don't know. Cookies, cakes, pies, whatever. Um, my mom actually wrote a cookbook, Baking with Whole Grains. And so that's, maybe that's our specialty is using the whole wheat flour, um, to try to 
make the typical baked goods slightly healthier. So then you can eat, you know, four cookies instead of two. <laughs> um, I mean, not really. You shouldn't, but. <laughs> no, I'm going to eat all four of them, then, whether they're whole wheat or not. <laughs> I am a cookie brownie lover. Now, ice cream, I could mm-hmm. totally walk away from it and not eat it. But if there is a oh cookie or brownie, Same. nope. Yes. And my husband is a ice cream eater. So if I make cookies, me and the girls eat them, but he is not necessarily into them. Yes. Yeah, so that means mm-hmm. who eats them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, I'll give you my little secret for good cookies that don't spread is you put um, cornstarch. Did you know this secret? If you do cornstarch in your cookie dough, they won't spread out. They'll almost be like a a big cookie, like a big, thick, yummy, dunkable. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I'll, I'll send you my recipe that I use. I might have even posted it on my website somewhere, but it's a chocolate chip, and I do coconut oil instead of butter sometimes, or sometimes I'll do half butter, half coconut oil, and mm-hmm. I do a white sugar and a brown sugar, and yeah, and then it's baking soda, salt, and then yeah, just it's just a little bit of cornstarch, but the cornstarch makes it not spread, and it's so good. So good. That's interesting. I'm kind of, I want to try that in my molasses crinkle recipe because they tend to spread. Do you think it would work? Oh, yeah. I think so. Try it. I mean, it makes the oh. best dunkable and some milk cookie ever, ever. Mmm. That then, sounds delicious. You're making me <laughs> I know. I need to go make some like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about garments? Do you ever try making your own garments? Is that something that you you have to even ventured into? I know it's a lot different than patchwork. Yes. I I sew for myself and sometimes my children. I have never sold garments. Um, but I love to make dresses particularly. Mm-hmm. So I guess I sew for my daughters a little more than I do, do for my sons. Um, but yes, I, that's actually what I started out when I was young. Um, my, I think my first, the first item I sewed was a pair of shorts. Um, so up until high school, I sewed some clothing for myself here and there and for my dolls. Um, and then I got into patchwork, and yeah, I'll sew myself a dress every now and then. I'm actually wearing a handmade one right now. No way. It's, a little... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a knit, just a shift dress. Very simple. Yes. I um, love a good knit so. dress. I mean, there is nothing better than a knit dress. Nope. Can't beat it for comfort. I know. I wear my um, knit dresses all of the time. I just love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually did... Um, make some bridesmaid dresses Shut for up. my good friend. Oh, this is maybe nine years ago, I guess. Um, and then I said never again. <laughs> I do not like bridal. <laughs> um, I just said, you know, the fabrics are totally different than quilt cottons. And, you know, they turned out fine. Uh, she seemed happy with them, but I was, I was not. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, slippery is is just like oh so yes. Slippery. Oh, it's a headache. So but slippery. I've had the experience, you know, I grew up with my mom doing a lot of bridal, and so I was like, well, yeah, I'll do, I'll do these bridesmaids dresses. Um, and it really wasn't bad. She chose a simple, um, 
a very simple dress. But what I struggled with was fitting the different body types. Oh, like I know my I know. body yeah. and I know how to change the pattern to fit me. But you throw in someone who's got an extra long torso or wider hips or whatever, and it just it just makes it very difficult. And I struggled to figure that out. So Yeah, especially um, if yeah. garment sewing isn't what you do when you sew. It's definitely hard to not do just your body. I mean, even my girls sometimes, um, sewing for them, you know, it, you kind of get used to just sewing what, what you know fits your own body. And I can imagine sewing for somebody mm -hmm. else. And that's why I think yeah. it would be really hard to sell garments because of that. You would have so many different fit issues, whereas sewing handmade and selling handmade, you know, goods, home goods is so much easier that you don't have those factors. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad for the experience. I certainly learned a lot. Um, it even taught me some things about sewing for myself. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't plan on getting into bridal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just when your girls get old enough and they're like, oh, mom, you can do it. You can do anything. Know, right? <laughs> you can make my wedding gown. Just put, you know, 10,000 beads on it. And yeah. Put on the bottom, you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. My no. girls, they are the they're like, Mom, you can do anything. And I'm like, Well not not let's not tell everybody that. Not let's, really. <laughs> let's not say that. Oh, oh that's yeah. funny. Well, um, gosh, so what about on um on Instagram? Is that something that you've kind of started connecting with the community? Um, do you sew, you know, I know you said you sew with your family members, but do you have like local friends that you sew with on the regular or is Instagram kind of your connection to other makers? I would say Instagram is my big connection. Um, you know, I'm really not much of a social butterfly. I don't feel a need to get into a, you know, a sewing circle. I did do like our churches. Uh, sewing circle, which um, sews quilts and blankets for sending overseas to folks who need them for a while. And my kids are like really little. I did that, but you know, I'm just so content to sit by myself in my quiet house, um, sewing that I don't feel a need to get into a group setting. I do love the connections that Instagram um, has brought. Um, you know, I can follow a lot of different people and see their creative processes and get ideas and um, tips for making my sewing better. Um, so that is really great. I love Instagram for that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not, not one to get together too much with other sewers, except for my mom. I mean, I get together with my mom quite a bit to do everything, sewing or cooking. Um, we do a lot of canning and preserving together. Um, okay, but, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you oh, to post okay. about when you can because I want to see this. I bet it's like so swoon worthy what you guys can. I mean, I can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I come from Florida, so our heat is so different on a garden that when we went to Ohio mm -hmm. to visit family, garden is totally different in Ohio, right? Because you don't have the same factors yeah, that we do, fun. and your season is different. So. I mean, mm -hmm. I can imagine your bounty is crazy. It, it definitely is. Um, this year was a little tough. We had six weeks of dry, and then it rained and rained and rained. So that was hard on the garden. 
well, the fields in general um, this year. So it wasn't quite as, as bountiful as normal. But, yes, we, we get loads of tomatoes and corn and green beans and, yep, stick them all in the freezer or in the jar. Oh, my gosh. I know. I remember yeah. that. Like, I remember the smell of my grandma and my mom working in the garden or sitting, you know, shelling peas on the porch or I just, Mm -hmm. oh, I so remember that brings back so many great memories. Um, so, um, I, I feel like Instagram has definitely, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I, I'm an extrovert introvert and I know that sounds really weird. I think that it's hard for me to be creative with other people sometimes I do like that quietness now I always like Mm -hmm. to sew and either listen to something or watch something that is not too intensive do you just sew and not do either one of those because you have your kids around um I will listen to the occasional podcast um but I don't ever watch anything the only screen that I have in there is my phone and you can't really watch too much on that um but no, it's mostly just in silence or if a child wanders in, um, then it's not so silent anymore. Yeah. But I work I work best in silence. Um, concentrating on listening to something or talking to another person, that takes too much energy, and so I don't have anything left for the, the creative process. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to be alone. In the I quiet. love it. I love that. And, and I love it because... And, and I've said this before we started the podcast, I wanted this podcast from the very beginning to be to share other people's stories because you're a maker mm-hmm. like I am, but we make in different ways. And I think it's so fun because somebody listening might go, oh my gosh, that's me too. And I've never felt like mm-hmm. I... I was, I always felt like I was the only one and hopefully somebody connects with that and goes, Oh, I've worked that way too. And so retreats maybe aren't your thing. Yeah. I love that. No, I love the idea of a sewing retreat, but I don't think I would get anything done. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, I was terrible at getting anything done. I was talking and they were probably, probably the people that I was talking to were like, did you not bring a project? Yes, oh, and it was, I hadn't, oh. I didn't know a lot of the people at the retreat, but it did not take me long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, I love yeah. that you have such a cool feed on Instagram and that you share your story and um, the you. projects that you make. And I love that you are so fearless, like I said, with your fabric combinations and how you reuse materials. I really feel like that is going to be a really important thing for us as makers and sewists to start incorporating some of those reusable Mm -hmm. items and mending things and thinking about handmade more and more than just quilts, you know, in our, in our life and trying to, to make do with what we have. I, I totally agree. A lot of our resources are not renewable. Yeah. And so I try to, um, use what I what I have without buying new um, yeah as much as I possibly can yeah and that's so important so I'm gonna do a quick lightning round with you and it's just sewing questions so all right Mm -hmm. pattern do you use one or do you wing it typically wing it okay uh batting do you what kind of batting do you use cotton bamboo woolly wool wool not woolly whatever (laughs) whatever 
strap of batting come my way. I'm I prefer cotton, you know, because it's um, renewable. But um, no, I'll use whatever whatever someone gives me or whatever I can thrift. Oh my gosh! I wish you lived near me. I would give you so many batting scraps. I oh, that would be awesome. I'm so bad about using them. I do sometimes sew mm-hmm. pieces together, but oh, I'm so bad at that. Um, yeah, it takes time. It does. Uh, quilting. We kind of talked about this. You long arm a domestic, so you uh, are more domestic or hand sewing, right? Domestic or hand? Yes. Yeah. I did get one quilt uh, long armed by a friend of mine. Um, but I have never personally long armed. Um, sewing room, create a mess or clean and organized? Uh, a mix of both. I can't work if it gets too bad, but I'm, it's also not like picture perfect all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm halfway in between. Yeah, I think I am too. Um, thread, cotton, poly, do you have any particular one that you really like to use? Oh, you know, this is one area that I do go with the polyester. Okay. Um, I, the cotton in my experience just doesn't hold up as long. And if I'm going to make a quilt, I don't want the seams ripping out. <laughs> yeah. So I do, um, it's Suderman. I buy it through, um, a mail order catalog. I don't know if it's in like local stores anywhere, but, yeah. um, I the think... brand is Suderman. Yeah. So, yep. Binding. I think I'm going to know this answer, but binding to you hand or machine bind? Uh, that depends on how I quilted the quilt. If it's hand quilted, I hand bind. If I machine quilted, I machine bind. Oh, that's a good one. Which isn't going to... I mean, if I'm, if, if I'm going to the effort of hand quilting a yeah. quilt, I don't want that that line of machine stitching to show. Yeah. And so then I'll do it by hand. But if it's a machine stitch quilt, what's another line of quilting? Or, yeah. yeah, what's another line of stitching? Just yeah, true. Throw that binding on there and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> um... Fabric, solids or prints? Uh, more, more prints. Yeah, because that's typically what comes my way. I know, and so your modern fans quilt is more solids, and I think that's what threw me off when I saw it in your feet. I was like, "Oh, this is a little out." It's, I love it. It's actually not many solids, but it's a lot of tone on tone prints, right? And so it doesn't show up. Um, so yes, it looks more solid than my typical. Quilt. And I think the angle that you took it at for the ones that where you were up high and taken down, it does mm-hmm. read as very solid. And I, I yes, just love definitely. it. Um, oh, thank you. Let's see. If you could have any other job than the one that you have right now, what would you want to do? Like dream job. You don't have to be qualified for this dream job. Um, maybe a dietitian. I'm very interested in health. All right. Um, if you, what is one of your, and this can be daily life or sewing life, what is one of your biggest mistakes or challenges and how did you overcome it? Uh, biggest mistake or challenge? Um, probably, well, this isn't a mistake. This would be a challenge. Um, just figuring out the balance of business and motherhood and you know, being a good wife and I don't know. It's yeah. Just the balance of life, I guess. It's it's hard. I'm I'm always concentrating too much on one and then the other one they're failing. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I totally get that sentiment. Me too. Um, yeah. And I'm, I've gotten to where when my kids get out of school, that is my time to not be business anymore, which is sometimes a little yes. difficult, but 
I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy putting all my time into them. And, you know, I mean, kids are are only little for so long. (laughs) Oh, it feels so long, but I know it is only so long. (laughs) I know. I know. When they're toddlers, you're like, holy cow. Um, yeah. Well, I so enjoy getting to know more about you, Zoe, and I can't wait to continue to follow you and see as the winter comes along, your seasons are way different than mine. So I always like following mm-hmm. people who have seasons because then I vicariously live through you without freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's my favorite. I love freezing. Yes. Yeah, that is not. I'm not a nice person in the winter. And I live in Florida, (laughs) and that's not even a bad winter. That's not even winter. Come on. Well, um, listeners, I took some notes, so I will have links. And also, I have your mom's uh, book. I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. So make sure, listeners, and go follow Zoe and say hello to her and follow along on her adventures. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This was great. All right. I hope that you enjoyed that chat with Zoe. I do want you to, I do want to make a note that I spliced together um, that conversation. I hope you didn't notice it too much. We lost our Skype connection and had to, I had to call her back and that has happened so many times lately. Skype is just real fun. Um, but make sure you check out the, the show notes. I have everything I mentioned in the intro. And I also have um, Zoe mentioned her mom's book about baking. I have that and her shop and Instagram and all that. So make sure you go and say hello to her and give her a follow. I hope that you guys are getting some fun sewing done for the holidays and staying warm. It is kind of chilly everywhere. Uh, even in Florida, it's chilly and I'm not liking it. But it should be 80 again on Friday, which I'm excited about. Um, so I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Havel Sewing and Hobbs Batting, Love Patchwork and Quilting Magazine, and Sulky Threads. I hope that you will go and check them out and say hello to them. I know so many of you have mentioned on Instagram, thank you for supporting the podcast to them, and I can't say thank you enough for that. Um, if you want to support the podcast in another way, there are all kinds of links that help me get a small commission on the Modern Society uh, website. So you can check that out as well. And I think that is pretty much it for today. I have, um, let's see who's coming up next. Jesse Ziegler from Threaded Quilting will be up next and then we'll have Megan from Then Came June. So look forward to those episodes and so many more fun people coming up. I'm really excited. And if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, make sure that you go to modernsociety.com there is a place where you can email me there and I get those and try and respond I have been trying to be a little bit more creative and less online lately which is kind of a hard thing if you have a business (laughs) but I feel like it it gets my creativity sometimes so um, I'm trying to find a happy balance and I don't haven't found it yet but I'm trying to Um, so if you don't hear from me you can bug me. I don't mind. All right. I think that that is it for today. I have some house chores to do and, um, I think we might go get a Christmas tree today. Yes, we are the people that don't have a Christmas tree yet, but I try and wait to the first. I really like to savor, um, 
November in itself and then go into December with the tree. So we're going to be working on that tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, and I'm excited about that. And I hope that you are all having a wonderful day and getting some sewing in. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you again next week with some fun chats.